It's almost February 14th. You know what that means? Happy Singles Awareness Day, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Committed Youth Podcast, the official podcast of the High School Student Ministry of Calvary La Habra in La Habra, California. I am Kevin Melgar. I am just one part of the Committed Youth Podcast crew. Uh, Like we teased in the opening, this episode is all about singles, everyone without a significant other this weekend. But... Uh, you know who I'm joined by today? It's Brandon Garcia, who last time I checked was single. Uh, Brandon, have you started dating anybody since the last time I talked to you? Uh, I have not. But have you time traveled to the future? And you want to give me a little insight on that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys missed our time travel episode, uh, we, we've got a flux capacitor lying around. Uh, I'll talk to Joe about it. But it's funny. When we did time travel... I don't know what happened outside that thunder, the storm, and then like my internet just shut off. So we got to be careful with that. <laughs> yeah, literally, I sent uh, I sent that gif of uh, of Doc Brown from Back to the Future, like connecting the <laughs> connecting the wires and getting shocked by lightning. That was basically Brandon uh, after <laughs> after we recorded last episode. Don't don't mess with time, people. It it gets pretty crazy. All right. Uh, well, speaking of our time travel escapades, we have our fellow time traveler here. Kayla Cook. How's it going, Kayla? Doing good. How are you guys? Doing all right. Are you guys like uh, us or the listeners? Yeah, everybody. <laughs> I want everybody be, to be doing well right now. <laughs> yeah, good vibes only. Uh, so speaking of good vibes, you know, today is all about the singles, but we decided, hey, uh, we should probably have a few outside perspectives, too, of people who aren't necessarily single anymore. Uh, one person who hasn't been single for a while and he's about to get super unsingle <laughs> is Matt Herrera. What's up, Matt? <laughs> What's up, single people? How's it going? <laughs> so uh, Matt's here. He's bringing some perspective as he is engaged and soon to be wed to Sophie. Uh, if you haven't uh, listened to Sophie's episode, she was she joined us for a Christmas special, our Christmas episode that we did. Uh, so very excited for them too. And Sophie is not with us today, uh, but we do have another non-single here to help give some perspective. Uh, someone that I've known for a long time. She's been a great leader, a great friend, uh, and she just happens to now be married to uh, someone who's been described as the most interesting Christian in the world. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it's Stephanie Greer. How's it going, Steph? Pretty good. And yes, he's pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we all love Dave. Dave, Stephanie's husband, is awesome. Uh, shout out to Dave Greer. And so today, uh, like I said, we are going to be talking about singles. Uh, It's almost Valentine's Day as we're releasing this. This is the Friday before Valentine's Day. You know, uh, it's coming up and it's coming up fast. So, Stephanie, how do you feel about Valentine's Day in general? What are your what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Like it? Don't like it? Like it more now that you're married? Actually, this is going to be funny, but I paid more attention to it when I was single because... (laughs) I like to give out like little Valentines to people. And last year I didn't do that when I was married. But this year, 
Jeremiah's going to give them out. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone better be waiting for it. It's going to be cute. (laughs) Yeah. Jeremiah, baby Jeremiah. I love it. Uh, (laughs) You have one of the cutest babies uh, born in the past 12 months. So congratulations. (laughs) I think so too. (laughs) So... Uh, Stephanie, you know, speaking of Valentine's Day and everything we're going to be talking about, we always like to kick things off here with a little bit of an icebreaker game. So today is no exception. We are going to get back to our usual games. And this is a game we haven't done since Haley Robles was on the podcast. Uh, The game is called Fake News or For Real News. And this is our Valentine's okay. Day edition. So fake news or for real news. Uh, basically, the way this game is going to work is I'm going to read you a series of news stories one by one. And for each news story, you're going to have to tell me whether you think the news story is a real news story or if it's a fake news story. So fake news or if it's for real. So. Stephanie, are you ready to try this out? Of course, uh, before we begin, let me also mention, you can feel free to ask any of the co-hosts here as well, Kayla, Brandon, Matt, for help or advice if you feel like you need it. Uh, They are free to weigh in as they are not keyed into which of these are fake or for real. Uh, But with that being said, Stephanie, any questions before we get started? They're my only options. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You've done well in the past. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. Story number one. Headline reads, Kraft introduces new Kraft doubles for couples. In an effort to reach out to a segment of the population completely ignored by the company for more than a century, Kraft Foods recently unveiled its new line of Kraft Doubles, jointly wrapped slices of American cheese specially designed with couples in mind. After years of catering exclusively to singles, Kraft is proud to present a product for couples experiencing love and happiness, Kraft CEO Irene Rosenfield said at a press conference. No longer will couples who have a mutual craving for processed American cheese have to endure the hassle of unwrapping two individual slices. Kraft Doubles will be packaged side by side in the brand's iconic twice-folded cellophane sheath. Kraft reportedly decided to launch the new product after reviewing market research which showed that only 18% of its regular customers reported having a spouse or a significant other. Marketing director David Merrill believes that these low numbers are due to the fact that there has historically been only one cheese slice inside each wrapper. So, Stephanie, (laughs) this new story. (laughs) Kraft introduces new Kraft doubles for couples. Do you think that is fake news or for real? Okay, as much as our country is ridiculous right now and so worried about pleasing everybody... I'm hoping that that is not true, and I'm going to say that that is fake news. Okay, so Stephanie is calling this out as fake news. She does not believe that Kraft is going all in on couples with Kraft doubles instead of Kraft singles. So Stephanie, you're locking in saying that this is fake news. Uh, yes. Okay. Stephanie is calling this fake news, and she is correct. <laughs> For the sake of our country, thank you. For the sake of America. Oh, yes. God bless America. Um, Yeah, so... uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, Stephanie. So way to go. One for one. Let's see how you do on story number two. So story number two, headline reads, nothing says I love you like secondhand roses. Aviva and Ariel Vogelstein are sisters and the founders of Revaced, a company that repurposes and resells slightly used floral arrangements. After a floral arrangement has served its purpose, the sisters will come in and rearrange them for new customers. Revaced customers don't know exactly which flowers they're going to get, said Aviva Vogelstein, who quit her job this month as a lawyer to work for the company full-time. That makes it exciting. Flower repurposing is one of the biggest things happening in the events industry right now, said Nikki Fleischer, the founder of Plan With Purpose, a website that showcases ethically-minded event vendors. There are more companies coming out of the woodwork all the time. Maybe this year, boyfriends and husbands alike can look forward to saving a buck on used Valentine's Day flowers while saying they're being, quote-unquote, environmentally conscious. So, Stephanie, do you think that this story about secondhand, <laughs> secondhand flower arrangements being sold and on the rise is fake news or for real news this Valentine's Day weekend? Okay, not gonna lie, that's a really good idea. And I've seen it done. <clears throat> I'm gonna call out Jay right now. He's taken funeral flowers and taken them home to Lisa before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh my god. So he should get credit for this. Most guys probably wouldn't mind buying secondhand flowers because they'd probably be cheaper and they would think that their wives or girlfriends wouldn't know. So I'm gonna say this could be real stuff. If not, I might start a business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with real. All right, so Stephanie is saying that this news is for real, and she's also outing Jay Vallejo for funeral flowers <laughs> given to Lisa. Uh, so he, <laughs> the cat is out of the bag. But Stephanie is saying that this is for real, and she is correct. <laughs> Way to go, Steph. There two for two. Uh, who, who knew that you'd also get a little bit of an assist from Jay on this one? Who, who would have thought? <laughs> Never. I did this on my own, Jake. <laughs> okay. Story number three. Let's see if Seth can go three for three. Headline reads, Single man who advertised himself on a billboard lands Valentine's Day date. A single man in the UK paid £425, the equivalent of 580 US dollars, for a billboard to advertise himself in the hope of attracting a girlfriend and he has successfully landed a date for Valentine's Day. Mark Roth, 30 years old, featured on a giant sign lying on his side above the phrase, Single? Date Mark. This could be the sign you've been waiting for. The billboard was located on a busy road in Manchester and directed prospective applicants toward a website that offered further information about Mr. Roth and carries the slogan, One man, one billboard, one mission. Now, the marketing professional who is from Sheffield has revealed that after more than 2,000 applicants, he has scheduled a date with somebody. I'm really quite nervous, but I'm hoping it will go well, Mr. Roth told the BBC. So, Stephanie, this story, marketing employee who decided to market himself on a billboard to get a date, do you think that this is fake news or for real news in the UK? Hmm, you know... People do mail order brides. 
<laughs> and <laughs> that's a real thing. So this could be a real thing. I'm going to say real. Okay. So Stephanie is calling this news story about a billboard getting a guy a date. $580 well spent. Uh, she is calling this for real. So Stephanie is correct. Way to go, Steph. <laughs> it's kind of not fair. <laughs> She, she has a spiritual gift of discernment. <laughs> no, I have the gift of winning, Kayla. That's a curse. <laughs> and everybody knows this too. <laughs> winning graciously, right? <laughs> Always. <laughs> so uh, Stephanie's spiritual gifts coming in clutch uh, for Icebreaker Game today. She is passing through with a perfect score. Three for three. She gets all the points. Stephanie wins the game. Way to go, Steph. But all right. So we obviously didn't bring you here just to talk about fake news stories or real news stories or to out Jay uh, for his uh, secondhand flower giving. Um, But really what we want to talk about with you today is like we said about singles. And it's funny because that last story kind of does illustrate how crazy things get. Right. Uh, You know, people are single want to be in relationships, sometimes desperate to be in relationships, even to the point where they're going to market themselves on a billboard and see uh, if they can land a date with that. I think it'd be a good place to start the conversation in regards to singleness and around Valentine's Day and relationships. Steph, why don't you just start out by sharing a little bit about what your experience has been with singleness and dating and relationships? Well, I grew up in the church and so um, you know, went to purity seminars my whole life and was told like you only date when you're going to marry and all that stuff. And growing up, um, my parents, they met when they were younger and started dating in high school and got married like right out of high school. And so that was like kind of the mindset that I had, like I would get married right out of high school and start a family just like my parents did. But that didn't happen. And I never was like looking to date in high school, but I just, I didn't date in high school. And then I got into my twenties and I was like, okay, now I'm an adult now. So I should be able to like date, have a boyfriend, get married soon and start my life, you know, cause you don't start your life till you're married, they say. <laughs> and so my early twenties, like that was my mindset. And then, um, all of a sudden I started getting not asked out, but asked to be in weddings one after another, after another. So I was like in eight weddings, I think eight or nine. And I hit like 23, 24. And, um, I still hadn't had a boyfriend yet. And so there was this guy at my church who was showing interest in me and I really wasn't interested at all. Um, but then everyone started telling me like I was too picky and he was a good guy. He was a Christian. He was on staff he loved working with the youth, like all these things, like what's basically I was hearing, like, what's your problem? Why don't you like him? There's nothing wrong with him. And so um, I started to, to instead of listening to what I know, like the Lord was showing me, like, this isn't for you. I started listening to the voices of man. And I always think about like how crazy that was, because these were leaders who were in my life. These were, um, <clears throat> these were spiritual people who were I let speak into my life and they helped me 
make the wrong choice <laughs> to date this guy. And so I did for about two and a half years. And <clears throat> I don't regret it because I learned a lot of why you shouldn't just date to date. Um, there was, I mean, obviously when you're a girl, like you just want to be with somebody, you want it to be loved, you want to feel, you want to have all those feelings. But when you're dating just to date, like it's worse than being single, honestly, like, because <laughs> now you're in this relationship where deep down inside, like, you know, like, you know, you shouldn't be in it. And so therefore you're not happy. You're not joyful because you know, this is wrong in the first place. And number two, you don't get to experience the freedom of being single and doing what the doing what you want to do, basically, whether if it's for the Lord or just for yourself, like speaking selfishly, if you're a selfish person too, um, you don't just get to go eat when you want to. You don't just get to go go to the, see a movie that you want to see. You don't get to do all those different things. It's now because you're considering another person. And so it's really better to be single than to date just to date, just to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> but we ended up um, breaking up and I remember just like, Telling the Lord, like, I'm, I will never, ever, ever date again unless, like, you specifically tell me, okay, no, this is who you're going to marry. And so from 25 to 30, how old am I? 36. <laughs> uh, over 10 years, I literally, I didn't date anybody, and it wasn't easy. There was times where it was really, really hard. Um, it wasn't. It was fun and not fun at times. Um, there was like, it was a roller coaster ride emotionally because I wanted to be married. But there was also times where I, I had to make the choice to not let other people tell me you should date this person or you need to be more open minded or, um, the online dating is okay for Christians to do like, and trying to literally trying to tell me how it was biblical. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so um, it was really like a, a a decision that I had to keep falling back on. No matter how badly I wanted to be married, I could not allow myself to do that process again. And so um, people wanted to set me up, wanted to have barbecues and have me over. And I, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to go to that barbecue. Um, <laughs> and because I could just sense it. And so the Lord literally spoke to me and told me I was going to, Dave was going to be my husband. And I actually fought it for a whole entire year before I finally said, okay, Lord, if this is what you have, and this is what you have. And I let go of what I thought I needed or what the, what I thought I wanted and let the Lord work on my heart and, and take out all this ugliness and selfishness and just ridiculousness and change my heart um, to where it took a year for us to, be able to even start talking to each other. And then once like I surrendered all that to the Lord, he, he moved real quick and, um, never married with a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, dating today is not a thing. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And like your story is super cool. Um, I remember being able to be like at your wedding, which is super great. And seeing you guys made like put together a whole video kind of just walking through your story and obviously um I've been able to to know you for a while which has been awesome and you know seeing you walk through that period of, of singleness and then also like seeing you and Dave get together is just super cool and it's obvious that the Lord has brought you guys together and you guys as a couple now is is one of my favorite things so <laughs> you talking about that 
being single for, you know, over a decade, not really dating anybody for that period of time and all the ins and outs of that and all the awkward setups that could come with that, all the questions, you know, I think there's a real stigma around singleness um, that can happen in the church. But, you know, as Christians, like you said, right, um, some people say your life doesn't really start until you get married (laughs) and things like that. But as Christians, what should be our view of being single? Uh, Really, where does that view come from? So, Steph, what would you kind of speak into that? As Christians being single, I think um, you should just see it as it it really is a gift and a blessing. And you might say it's a blessing in disguise because you don't sometimes you don't when you're so caught up in wanting to be married, you don't see the blessing until it's gone. And if you're single and you're consumed with being married, you have to understand that this is just a a season in your life that is probably going to be shorter than your married life. And so to not use it to its full potential, you're missing out. And because you're missing out on what the Lord wants to do in your life, your other people are missing out as well. And what you can do for the Lord is never going to be touched if you don't see your season in life as a gift. And so I remember um, there was a season when I was single and all of my friends were married. I was in all of their weddings, at all of their baby showers, at all of their baby's births and their multiple children's births. And just I remember having like a little pity party saying like, gosh, or like all of my friends are starting their families. I'm still here. There's like no one even in the picture. Like, look at all these things that I've done for you. Like, have you forgotten about me? And the Lord just like clearly showed me. It was like a vision of what my life would have been like if I was in their shoes. And I was like, oh, I don't want that because <laughs> they were they were stay at home moms. They were they were wives. They were. And I looked at what I was doing. I was going on mission trips. I was going on retreats. I was taking kids out to eat. I was going to um, sports events. I was just doing constantly doing all these different things. And I was like, I wouldn't be doing any of that. I would be home with a crying baby, probably like in a depression because I would want to be out. I was younger at the time, not now. <laughs> and I I just, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready to be home. I wasn't ready to to just um, tend to a husband to to have a crying baby. I wasn't ready for that. And so um, the Lord would always remind me of that. Like, are you ready for that? Do you want that right now? And I was like, no, I love, I love being with the youth. I love going to different events. I love taking them out to eat. I love just hanging out with them and, and being someone in their life that they could come and talk to. And I didn't want that taken away. And so when you are in a state of singleness and you are in, you allow yourself to see the benefits of it and um, the richness of it and what the Lord can do with you, then the married life is is, is still going to be there, but it's not going to be like this longing desire. It's just going to be a desire that you have that you know the Lord's going to fulfill in his timing. But if you don't, if you don't see that, if you don't allow him to use you to your fullest capacity, you're never, you're never going to be content. And then when you get married, you're going to be extremely discontent because it's not what you think it is. It's not, it's not like just a hundred percent of the time romance and, and love and fun. It's not. And so it's good. It's a good thing. 
you, Matt and Soph, you guys are gonna it's gonna be great. <laughs> but it's not as a single person, it's not what you imagine it your life is gonna be. And so get that out of your head, focus on where God has you now. And because you know what it is, you're not fantasizing the singleness, you are single. It's like reality and make your life be useful in that reality that you're living. Don't be living in no fantasy. That's my advice. I like it. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned all this uh, about being content, right? Being content in the season that you're in. And I know it can be difficult. And I know we're talking about this in, kind of in the context of marriage, obviously. Um, but I know a lot of the people who listen um, are still in high school. And, you know, I, I don't know what the marrying age is in California, but I think you need to be <laughs> out of high school before you can get married legally uh, without parental consent. I think it's something like that. I don't know. Um <laughs> Somebody let me know. Uh, but, uh, you know, in regards to high school, I want to throw this to Brandon because Brandon, obviously, like I mentioned up top, uh, he's also walking through a single season right now, uh, living that single life. Um, so, uh, Brandon, what would you say in regards to um, singleness as Christians, our view of singleness, even if you want to throw in a little bit of your own experience or story? Um but and also address kind of that desire to be in a relationship. Is it wrong to want to be in a relationship um, even as early as high school? Uh, what would you say to that? Um, I just second everything that Steph said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but for real, I mean, <clears throat> no, it's it's human nature to be attracted to the opposite sex. Um, we have couples we have married couples at our church who began dating in high school um i'm not god uh, and i do believe when you have a personal relationship with jesus christ he will guide you the holy spirit will guide you and let you know hey yes keep pursuing this person this is the one for you um and the holy spirit will also tell you no this is of the flesh run flee <laughs> you know like these are potiphar's wives like you need to take off <laughs> um <clears throat> But like Steph said, um, as a leader, I think Steph kind of <clears throat> was blessed or is blessed in her marriage because like she was saying, and I feel the same way. I love where I'm at right now in my singleness as far as how God can use me in youth ministry. Steph was in youth ministry and that was her passion and she wanted to pour into these kids. Um, and God blessed her with the husband who has a heart for the youth as well. Um, so she's still able to remain in youth ministry. Had she listened to other voices and pursued another man or was out of the will of God, who knows if she'd still be doing youth ministry? Who knows if she'd be happy, right? And <clears throat> just like she, as you get older, I have a lot of relatives who are like, when I was your age, I already had three kids. Um, <laughs> but these relatives that are saying this to me have also been divorced, mm. you know? And so we need to make sure that we are listening to the voice of God and not to the voice of man. Because uh, we can easily fall into, oh my goodness, I'm getting older and what am I doing with my life? How come I'm not dating? Uh, what, I should be dating multiple people to see who's the one, right? Um, and with society now, I know I'm not that old, but back when I was younger, um, a lot of when you were dating, it was, hey, did you guys hold hands, right? Or when was your first kiss? Was it the first date? Did you walk her to the door? And nowadays it's like, hey, I text a person, I'm here, right? And it's kind of sad, 
but you can kind of assume people who are not in the faith when they are dating someone they're probably already doing things that married people are doing it's just kind of what society is projecting um i know there's those tv shows where men are dating 20 girls girls are dating 20 guys at one time and trying to find love and that's not what god has called us to do um i love the story of of uh jacob and rachel right he loved rachel so much that he worked seven years for her and he felt like it was just a day and then he got messed up right he was deceived and he had to work another seven years. But the fact that he was willing to work that extra seven years showed his patience, right? That was a total of 14 years to marry her. Um, and then he worked an additional, I forget how many years before even leaving the house of her father and starting um, his life alone with her or his wives. But we're not, we're not no, no, no <laughs> multiple wives, you guys. Um, just one. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, just following the Lord and a verse that really helps me out is in first Corinthians chapter seven, uh, verse eight, it says, but I say to the unmarried and to the widow, it is good for them if they remain even as I am, but if they can, and then verse nine, but if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Um, and so it is good to be single. It is good to be alone. Now, if you're again burning with passion and you can't have you just self control isn't something that you have it's not one of your the fruits of the spirit that you can control that you can really acquire or like manage um be in prayer um you're in high school hormones are off the charts when it comes to these boys um i just actually had a conversation with a boy a few days ago who i realized hey was interested in someone and i was like okay and I pulled him aside and I was like, hey, what are your intentions? Do you feel you're ready to marry this girl? And if your answer is no, then what are you thinking about even just dating her? And it's where are you at spiritually? Where are you at uh, spiritually mature? Like, all right, how's your relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you where you're supposed to be at? Because if you're not, how are you supposed to guide someone? How are you supposed to lead someone? Being the man, you are the one that's going to lead the woman, right? In your relationship. And if you alone aren't even right with the Lord, you're not ready. You shouldn't even be thinking about girls right now. You shouldn't even be thinking about being in relationships because you can't even handle a relationship with Jesus Christ, someone who loves you unconditionally. And so, yeah, just to be short, <laughs> wait on the Lord and don't be peer pressure. Don't, <clears throat> don't give in to the, the voices around you, the voices of man, but listen to the voice of God and, and see where he's guiding you and directing you. And is it wrong to, to like someone? Is it wrong to date in high school? That answer is different for, for everybody. Everyone's got a different walk and a different sense of maturity. And so it, that's when you bring it to the Lord. And you've got leaders in your lives. So go to the leaders and allow the leaders to, to pray for you. If you're talking to someone or being secretive about it, then you're already in the wrong because you're ashamed to, to go to someone. You're ashamed to, to go to someone of authority that the Lord has put over you to, to guide you and help you out through this process. So, yeah, that's my answer. So, yeah, I mean, like what you said, right? It's not necessarily wrong um, to want to be in a relationship, to have that desire. But you have to look at 
where does the Lord have you and what is the Lord leading you to? And we talked a lot about all of this in our dating series that we did um, in season one. We had like three episodes. We sat down with different couples, different stories, different periods of their life that they dated and and their experiences even going all the way through marriage. Uh, But, you know, it's not bad to desire to be in a relationship. But again, back to what Stephanie was saying, you know, there needs to be that contentment aspect. You need to be seeking the Lord and being content where he has you and in the circumstances he has you. Um, and yeah, so Stephanie wants to say, say something, I think. I have a lot of comments on this topic. <laughs> but when you ask, like, if it's wrong um, to desire a relationship or to be a relationship in high school, like um, Brandon was saying, like, you can't say yes or no because it's not a yes or no answer. But it is wrong if that dictates your every move. Like, if that dictates... What am I going to wear today? How am I going to act today? Who am I going to talk to today? Um, what am I going to, what movie do I want to go see? Where do I want to go eat? If you're doing all these things to get yourself around this person or um, you're allowing this person con- to control your your relationships or your friendships, or if your friendship with, or your relationship with your leader changes, then yes, it's wrong. Like those are all red flags that you can say, okay, maybe I shouldn't do this because when you're young, your hormones are going everywhere and you tend to ignore the red flags that are popping up. Like you just step over them like, oh, whoops, I tripped over that, but it's okay. I'm back up. They say, get back up and you're okay. No, those are red flags that are warning you. Don't go this way. You're wrong. And so if you see those things, you need to stop and reevaluate and don't just reevaluate with your own mind because your mind is going to play tricks on you, especially if you're a girl, because you're going to go off your emotions Reevaluate with a good, solid friend, probably someone who's not dating, who can tell you the truth with a leader, with a parent, where they could tell you, yeah, I have seen that too, and help you redirect your path because relationships aren't wrong. Liking somebody of the opposite sex is definitely not wrong. That is a plus. We love seeing that nowadays. But all of those, all of those red flags that show you if that specific relationship is wrong or if that specific person that you are eyeing is probably not good for you. So it's what you do with it and how you will let it affect your life. So ask yourself, when I wake up in the morning, is that the first person I'm thinking of? Do I want to dress to impress? Do I wish that I was in his class? Do I'm going to, am I going to go sit in a certain place at lunch because I know he sits there? Like, ask yourself all these questions. What are you doing? What you're doing, is it, is it to be around this person, to let this person see you? Or are you just living your life? Because if you're just living your life and it happens, then let's talk about this. But if you're making this happen, then yes, this is wrong. Yeah, and there needs to be that discernment point. And like you said, it's important to have people that can speak into your life and that you can go to that are wiser than you (laughs) that are walking with the Lord and that are going to be able to point in the right direction. You know, accountability is key. And like you said, right, you don't want it to become it. This should never take the place of God in your life. If it has, it's you're in the wrong place. Like Stephanie said, if if it's the thing that's most influencing your thoughts and your decisions and your actions, you're in the wrong situation. And that can even go to the point of actually being in a relationship, right? Dating. Or it can just be, even if it's all in your head, right? Even if it's just the the crush that you have at school or in your youth group, all these things can be can be damaging or detrimental if they're pushed to the point of ruling your your life. And this is kind of segueing into the next thing we're talking about. Um, 
But, you know, I think of all the time I lost in high school because I was just so focused on the girl across the room that I had a crush on in youth group that I wasn't even paying attention to what uh, Jay was saying, which, yes, Jay is that old that uh, when I was in high school, Jay was already my youth pastor. When I was in junior high, Jay was my youth pastor. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. I mean, just thinking about you know, all the all the stuff that I missed out on because I wasn't paying attention because I was just so focused on, uh, you know, yeah, this person across the room, this girl that I had a crush on or whatever. And all this time that you spend when you're in junior high or high school um, or even, let's be honest, as, as young adults too, uh, just obsessing over the this person or these relationships that could happen or might happen or whatever it might be. And like we said, right, um, you have to have your head straight and you have to have the people in your life that are going to be able to put your head on back on straight. Uh, but don't let a desire to be in a relationship rob you of the benefits that can come in your season of singleness. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm looking at, you know, everything we still have to talk about here in regards to the subject of singleness. Um, and I know there's so much more to talk about. I mean, Kayla and Matt haven't even had a chance to really chime in yet. So, <laughs> uh, so we have limited time for this episode. But let's keep this discussion going. We're going to keep recording. However, for everybody listening in, we're going to stop this episode here and release the rest of our discussion in our next episode. So stay tuned, everyone, for more about Christian singleness and relationships. But in the meantime, if you want to contact us, you can message us on Instagram at Committed Youth uh, is where you can find us on Instagram or you can get in contact with us through email. You can send your emails to committedyth at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any questions, any comments, or if you have suggestions for a future episode, we'd love to hear that as well. So until next time, when we pick up this conversation, uh, right where we're leaving off here, we are going to say God bless and goodbye. Goodbye.